topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. When I first got here, I did an assessment of where I thought we could get better. Uh, I always talk about being a self-assessing, self-correcting agency. One of the areas that I saw that we could get uh, better was uh, getting a stronger use of force policy, making sure that we had the best guidance out there for our officers and ways to be able to you know, measure our performance. Uh, we worked on that. We started in December. Uh, we got feedback, over 800 comments from, from the public, from our members, and I've actually sat down with the DOJ and gotten their feedback on you know, what we've done, the work we've done on this uh, policy so far. We're going to continue to make those changes and uh, look forward to training the entire department in the, that new use of force policy in, in the next year. And that was Interim Police Chief Michael Sullivan of the Phoenix Police Department on a recent media interview, uh, giving us a little bit of insight into two areas of focus that he has uh, recently been talking about mid-year crime stats and the Department of Justice update. My name is Lieutenant Vince Lewis. I'm your host for the 5-0 Info Show, coming to you from Phoenix Police Department Public Affairs Bureau in downtown Phoenix, a police headquarters. Joined today by Sergeant Robert Shearer, who's a public information sergeant with the Bureau. Welcome, Sarge. Thanks for having me, Bob. Good. So, Sarge, it was actually your responsibility to set up that junket of media interviews, correct? Yes. Yes, it was. It's um, it's kind of a way that the chief likes to do his interviews. It's a little more, I guess, an intimate setting where he's one on one with reporters. It allows him to to ask to, or answer direct questions from each of these outlets. Um, this was specifically done uh, for those two topics you mentioned to update the mid year crime stats. You know, January 2022 through June or through July, um, and then update that we were coming up on the two year anniversary for the DOJ investigation. Updates on both of those. I think it was uh, proactive on our part and the chief's part to be able to do this, giving updates on both and having positive elements in both updates. So mid-year crime stats, violent crime is down. Um, violent crime is down by about how much? Two percent, uh, roughly. And then uh, property crime. Yeah, both property crimes and violent crimes are down. Those are exciting numbers for us. Um, you know, you, you you hear about all of our issues with staffing, all of our issues with with you know, keeping up with the curve and staying ahead and being able to have a victim-centric kind of view on, on crime and seeing all those numbers come down are exciting measures. It shows what, what we're putting in place in the crime plan specifically that the chief rolled out a few months ago and starting to put some of those principles in, in place. Um, and it shows that this is what we do. You know, it's not like we've had measures that, that um, allow us to do it, you know, future. We've been doing this for, for the bulk of this year and results are there. Good. So, and speaking of the crime plan, he gave the responsibility to the individual commanders over those precincts and bureaus to come up with their interpretation and, and actionable items specific to the areas that they're working, right? Right. Yeah, each each precinct's going to have their their active areas, their people that they want to concentrate on, and it gives kind of an overview, and then they can get a little more detailed within their geographical boundaries to get there um, and, and effectively, you know, push this crime plan through and affect crime in each of those areas. Excellent. We're starting to see some of those individual plans come through. In fact, the chief did mention a little bit about the instructions that he gave to those commanders. We've set up what I would call a hierarchy that we want you to focus on. We want you to focus on your most challenged areas. There's geographies that we know, uh, are, they have more violent crime. They have more property crime. Uh, many times 
those same areas are areas that have been there for a very long time. Uh, and we, we want to make sure that, uh, that we work on a plan and not just to surge police in, but come up with a plan where we can find what root causes are uh, so we can reduce the, the number of runs that we're making in an area. Uh, you know, what are the crime attractors in those areas is what we ask our folks to look for. And then we ask to look for solutions. It's, it's all about community-oriented policing and problem-oriented policing uh, to solve problems, not just today, uh, but to alleviate the, the challenges that are there in that environment. Then we focus on our most challenging people. Uh, you know, I, our folks get on and talk about crime uh, directly three days a week with our, in, across the entire department. Uh, to make sure those folks that are actively engaged in criminal activity, uh, that we're not getting information lost between precincts because we know that precinct commanders are focused on their precincts and their areas, but we know people that are willing to engage in crime, they don't see those boundaries. Uh, So being able to to work internally like that and make sure that we share information uh, with our partners throughout the Valley as, as we go through this is, is something that, uh, that we're doing on a regular basis that I think is bearing fruit and allowing us uh, to be able to, to uh, reduce uh, the number of homicides, solve a high number of our cases uh, when it comes in those areas, which I think is, is very, very important because what you find is uh, whether it's a non-fatal shooting or a homicide, many times that turns into another crime or another crime. Uh, with being able to to make sure we hold folks accountable and, and that we get justice for victims' families is is really one of the things that uh, our department is good at, and uh, we want to continue to to focus on. You know, that's one of our core miss- missions. And that was Chief discussing the crime plan and specifics that that he has goals wise. As a reminder for everybody, and I know we discussed this in the past, boss, but um, those four focus areas of the crime plan that each of these commanders are going to you know, put into their more geographic and precinct-based elements of the crime plan. Most violent persons, this isn't new to law enforcement, this is what we do, but obviously that needs to be a focus at all times. Those most active areas, that's going to be, you know, driven by analytics, driven by data um, to put officers and put our focus in certain active areas within each precinct. Those individuals with outstanding warrants, um, and predominantly those with with violent criminal history or warrants that are violent in nature and, and have a have a crime attached to them that's violent in nature. Then obviously a big a big thing lately is those prohibited possessors. Um, this is a consistent uh, issue and this is one of our goals. And I think focusing on this is is maybe one of the results is this violent crime coming down, is getting those prohibited possessors off, off the street. Yeah, excellent. So, and the chief came, he's not uh, new to this. He came from a couple of different other cities, Baltimore, Louisville, other places where the Department of Justice, uh, you know, had a relationship and it left an impact. So that's one of the benefits of having Chief Sullivan here in Phoenix to help us with that process. So he was asked during these media interviews what he had learned or what he had brought with him to Phoenix as far as uh, lessons learned. So he had this to say. The last department I was in, we were implementing uh, oversight or a consent decree. Right now, uh, we're at the start of an investigation. Uh, so I've been here um, during the start of the investigation and doing uh, what I believe is right, regardless of what the outcome of this investigation is. Uh, and, uh, you know, because I, I think that reform and best practices are, are the way that we should should act. And I think that if we do that correctly, we'll be able to reduce crime and provide public safety and make sure that victims 
get the justice that they deserve. So I've heard chiefs say before that uh, reform and fighting crime are not mutually exclusive. We're doing both of those right now, not only and kind of evident in the episode, Mid-Year Crime Stats and DOJ Update, but um, some of those lessons learned that he brought over um, when he left Louisville and Baltimore are already being not only implemented, but change and reform is already underway. We're not waiting for somebody to tell us. We'll take into consideration, obviously, some of those changes and things. But reform has already started in the midst of all this crime fighting. Yeah, I think that's one of the huge advantages of having Chief here is he understands that we don't have to sit and wait for this investigation to to take course and the findings to come out. He can identify changes that, that him and his team see fit and, and affect that reform and still have crime fighting as a as a uh, a goal with all of this. And he was also asked what some of the challenges were with working with. I think we talked about uh, the challenge we had with data sharing. You know, we, we've gotten to that point. We've been able to share uh, over 20,000 uh, videos. That's, that's a significant amount of video and over 80,000 documents. Um, you know, I think we're getting to the end. You know, I think we're at the, the, the last legs of the investigation. However, it's not, not our investigation, it's the Department of Justice. So, so looking forward to what the next steps for them are. We're prepared for whatever the Department of Justice uh, comes forward, and we're going to continue to focus on what we can do to keep the citizens, uh, the businesses, and the visitors here in Phoenix safe. A major topic that we've been spending a lot of time and effort on is our use of force policy. It's gone through quite an evolution recently. Yeah, I think uh, this is a heavy, heavy lift for the department and having everybody involved. We're adding new tools, the 40 millimeter launcher, the pepper ball, um, and we're, we're organizing and being able to track different levels of force throughout it. Um, the process of which we've done this, you know, putting it out to the public, putting it out to the department as a whole, getting buy-in and feedback is unique and awesome all in the same way, but it adds to that lift, you know, identifying 44 changes from the first review. Now we're in the process of that second review and again, requesting feedback. Um, it's a huge lift. Um, it's an awesome process that we get to go through, but yes, very huge lift. So Chief mentioned a little bit of what he, we can expect to see coming out of these changes. You know, it's giving our members clear guidance, uh, making sure that we have, uh, you know, very clearly defined levels of force that we can categorize, uh, that we can report back to the public. You know, there's three clear levels of force and we'll have three levels of review, uh, you know, different levels of review for each of those different levels of force. So, you know, I, I think that will make us better. I know it'll make us better. And I believe this will be a, a nation's best practice policy when it's all said and done. So throughout these interviews, boss, um, a few of these outlets came forward with staffing questions. And obviously that's something that as a department, I think nationwide, as, as a law enforcement community, we're all dealing with. But how we're doing all these changes, preparing for DOJ, going through these heavy lifts as far as reform and policing, how we do that with staffing. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a complicated issue. It's something we continue to do and push past. I think there's a lot of successes for us doing more with less. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a continued challenge and it's, it's, we're turning that curve. I think is, it's something exciting that's coming out, um, through some of this, our recruiting platforms, some of the additions we've made to that recruiting team have really pushed these numbers forward. Here's what Chief had to say about that. We continue to be challenged with our staffing, uh, not just with our sworn members, but with our civilian staff as well. And, uh, but 
we're seeing a change. We're seeing people wanting to be officers again. Uh, we're seeing our classes get a little bit bigger. Uh, we're hiring every six weeks. And what I would tell people who are interested, please come join us, be part of the solution. Uh, we look forward to uh, being able to, to welcome you into this, this incredible career and uh, be able to serve community that there, there's no greater joy. So I think the takeaways here are there are some good news, some good things talking about violent crime being down, uh, property crimes being down. We know that there's some challenges that are out there that we have to tackle when we're talking about uh, other parts of the uh, UCR data that was released as far as the mid-year crime stats. Those are available on our social media platforms. And then, of course, the update. We appreciate the update from Chief on the DOJ investigation as we continue to navigate those things. And um, it was good news to hear that, you know, reform doesn't wait for those reports. And we're going to take those into consideration. And hopefully we'll be able to implement those changes. And I think the key part of this is going to be the ongoing continued relationship that we have with the community, those that we uh, reach out to and serve, uh, listening to those uh, feedbacks, those comments. Uh, obviously, it had a positive effect on the use of force policy, which is in the final stages of being uh, reformed, rewritten, trained on, and and pushed out. So I, you know, I think uh, I think things are going to be looking up. And uh, I've also heard chiefs say that attrition is down. We're not losing officers at the same rate that we were uh, previously. So that combined with the hiring and the recruiting efforts. Um, those numbers are going up, so you can keep track of that with us on social media. So uh, we've got uh, a good start on the first half of 2023 and some things to look forward to going into the second half. So I want to thank my guest, Sergeant Rob Shear, for being on with us. I want to thank my producer, Pablo. I want to thank Bonifil for the time. And uh, always, always remember, you can help fight crime in your community, potentially earn a cash reward, and remain completely anonymous by sending tips to Silent Witness. Visit silentwitness.org or call 480-WITNESS. Visit us at phoenix.gov police and follow us on all social media platforms. And until next time, remember, we're all in this together. And be safe out there. You've been listening to 5-0 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.